This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. Did you know that I also run a marketing agency with the absolute best crew? I keep hearing from other garage door companies how their SEO company or their web design company is just not cutting it. We never hear that here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we work really, really hard for you door guys out there. Check us out, suchandsuchmedia.com. You got the pricing and everything right on the website. Full transparency. And we're going to work really hard because you are the champion of your story. And we just want to be a small part of your success and celebrate it with you. Great customer service. Amazing web design. Phenomenal SEO. It's going to get you ranked. Give us a shout such and such media.com. What's up guys? This is Ryan with torsion talk podcast and I am doing well today. I hope you guys are doing great. I, um, I got some stuff I want to talk about today. Today is just me. I hope you guys are okay with that. Uh, there's a lot going on in the industry and I want to talk about it before I do. Uh, I want to tell you that we have three spots left in garage door U for the three groups that we've got. Um, if you are a business owner and you are not thriving or you are just struggling and you want some answers or you want some accountability or you're, uh, finding a lack of motivation these days, feeling stuck, whatever it is. Uh, I highly recommend you guys check out Garage Door U. You can go to garagedooru.com, fill out the application. If um, we do have uh, some people that have expressed interest, we're reaching out to those people. We have three spots available and we're looking to launch another group. What it is, is small groups of uh, no more than five dealers. These are owners uh, who are wanting to get better. And uh, we meet weekly for one hour. And then we have a little chat app that we talk all through the week. It's a phenomenal resource. Um, I learn stuff. I know our guys learn stuff and uh, it's the highlight of our week. So if you're interested, go to garagedooru.com. That's garagedooru.com. Fill out the application. Uh, we'll reach out to you. If you're a good fit, uh, there's certain commitments that you have to make. Um, if you're willing to make those commitments, there is a charge as well. Uh, you can come be part of the group. Uh, we do hold you to a high standard as far as um, making uh, uh, like attendance and being on time and things like that. Uh, these are all business owners who are taking things very seriously and they want to better themselves. So if you're interested, make sure you hit us up, Garage Door U. Um, let's see here. What else we got? All right. Well, no secret, we're experiencing delays and raising prices. So that's not new news. Uh, however, but it continues. And dealers are getting really frustrated. Uh, we had somebody post something on the GDT owners group. Um, and uh, I took it down as an admin just because it was like he was just complaining. Um, and then I posted that I took it down and just told everybody, look, bashing the manufacturers and the, and the distributors aren't necessarily going to get anything done. Um, we need to offer solutions. We need to find a solution. So if you're going to complain, complain, but say, hey, I've got an idea on how to fix it. Um, 
it's just annoying that people will go online and just complain about stuff. Nothing has changed. And we have been doing this for years. As long as I've been a part of these Facebook groups, this has been just an ongoing thing. Guys go on, they take a picture of the damage, they complain, but nothing really gets done. So what do we got to do to get things done? Uh, I believe that the manufacturers um, are not listening for the most part. Uh, some believe the manufacturers are using excuses to raise prices on dealers that aren't necessarily valid. We had somebody post something about how steel isn't going up nearly the same rate as the increases we're receiving from manufacturers. Um, so there's just, there's a lot going on, right? So we, we've got all these issues happening and we're trying to find solutions for them, um, but nobody's really offering anything. So uh, there was a group put together uh, by a group of people. I was invited to it just recently called D uh, Door Dealers United. This is for door dealers who are looking to like a solution oriented conversation. Uh, I feel like the group was somewhat dead until that post. And then I got invited. I created a little uh, meeting. Uh, we discussed it and I think we have a decent plan in place. Um, but I'll just be honest with you, right? Like uh, I think dealers just like complaining. I'm not sure that the action part is really motivated. Um, so that's something to take a look at. Anyway, if you are motivated and you do want to make a difference, uh, you might want to check out Door Dealer United or Door Dealers United. I don't even know. Um, check out the GDT Owners Group if you're an owner uh, or a manager. Um, so do I think I get this question a lot. Do you think the manufacturers are raising prices? Uh, unrealistically, I do think it's weird that we do have some manufacturers who have only increased prices like 30, 40% over the whole year. Yet we have others that are at a hundred or, or close to it. That feels really weird to me. Um, feels very weird to me. So anyway, I do know that a lot of people will raise manufacturers, raise their prices, but they wait until the first person who's usually Amar historically, They'll send out their increase and then everybody else will piggyback. That's kind of the way things have been for as long as I've known. Um, I will tell you that uh, you guys may hate me for this and, and I'll, I'll tell you why I feel this way. But there's in every industry and as long as I've been researching, um, like you guys know that I'm a big crypto fan, but uh, stocks and, and, and cryptocurrency and investing in them. Um, there's always a shakeout. There's a shakeout every, all the time. And I think in every industry, you have a shakeout. And what that means is, is that the price drops uh, in the stocks and the weak hands, the people who are, are you know, not in it for the long term or scared of losing their initial investment, uh, they sell out at a loss and it creates a faster downhill run of, of the stock or the, uh, or the cryptocurrency. So what we're experiencing right now is much like a shakeout. I called this almost a year ago where I said, look, a lot of these cheap guys in the market will not be able to sell at a higher price point. They cannot do it. Mentally, they are at a place where they feel like now they are ripping people off. 
So if you feel like you're ripping people off, you're not going to be effective at your job. Just point blank. Um, so I don't view this as a bad thing. I, I, I think we were oversaturated with garage door businesses in the marketplace, one, two men operations who were out there hustling, selling cheap, trying to put a steak on the plate every night. And they don't care. They don't have overhead. They just want to pay their mortgage, their baby mama, their child support and eat the steak. That's it. That's all they want. And that is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. But it does affect the established businesses who do have overhead and want to do things the right way and grow their business and offer health insurance and 401k and paid vacation and, 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 and. It does affect them a little bit because there's no, uh, there's such a wide range for pricing. And so when you're selling high, like I've tried to do and, and value who we are and make a profit as a company, you still, you have to be able to have the sales skills to be able to overcome objections and justify your pricing. A lot of these guys have not had to do that. And that is why a lot of them are in a bad position right now. And they're so worried about what their competition is selling stuff for that they refuse to go up and it's costing them money. They're getting squeezed. They are getting squeezed. So if you're a little guy and you're getting squeezed, I'm going to tell you right now, get it out of the back of your head. It doesn't matter what doors were sold for a year ago. Makes no difference. What are they being sold for right now? That's the only thing that matters. That's it. Who cares if you feel like the customer's paying too much and you could have got it cheaper a year ago? That's over. It's in the past. Move on. Buy your door and install it and have a good attitude. That's really the only thing that's in your control. But you're going to allow the price increases to have you walk into a garage, hesitating, complaining about all the issues in the industry to the customers. This is happening, y'all. I'm just saying. It's not a bad idea to shake out the weak hands. I've spoken to many dealers over the last few months, and uh, the reason prices uh, definitely make them feel like they're ripping people off. Uh, but if you're not raising your prices, the only people that are suffering are you, your family, and your employees. I hope you're around in six months to a year. There's, there's not one door dealer in the country that I hope, well, there's one. There's one door dealer in the country I hope shuts down because they suck. Um, a couple guys used to work for me, found out both of them were stealing. They're jerks. And you know what? I don't have to do anything because I can sit back and wait because I've never seen a business start that way and end well. So have fun with that. Imagine life every month if you made 100K profit a month. You could acquire businesses. You could pay your team a bonus. You could expand your services, open up new locations. 
You could donate to charity. I mean, you could offer free services if you wanted to, to people in need. Imagine having 100K in the bank left over after you're done paying all your bills for the month, every month, million dollars in profit, 1.2 a year. Imagine the good you could do. Profit's not a bad thing, but I feel like in this industry, a lot of people treat it that way. Yeah, so dealing with damage is difficult. But honestly, I'll tell you, like, we're down damage 75% since buying direct from manufacturers, not dealing with local distributors. It's a tough game. And I'm not going to blame the manufacturers for the most part. I mean, yeah, I do think that their processes and or archaic, their systems, their technology and innovation is lacking greatly, 100%. I mean, they, they have been skating by on platforms that were probably built in the 80s. And no wonder we're having so many problems. So why is my damage down 75%? I got less people handling them. I got less people pulling the door out to get a door underneath them. Best investment I ever made, 9,600 square feet. That was it. Best, in, best investment I've ever made in my company. Maybe with the exception of SEO. SEO and 9,600 in, in my employees. We'll leave it at that. That's three. It, th- those are the best investments I've ever made because now I don't have to worry about all the stuff at the DC. We're not spending hours picking up stuff. The DCs are absolutely chaotic at best. Most of them. Yeah, it's available. Come pick it up. You get there. Uh, we don't have that. Or, Hey, we pulled your door. It's ready. Come pick it up. You get there. and It's not pulled. They ain't cut your windows yet. They ain't got your springs ready. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Good, man. How are you, Roman? Doing great. I just wanted to reach out and let you guys know how grateful I am that Somer has been a sponsor of Torsion Talk. Yeah, fifth season already. We've had four really good seasons and a lot of good success for us. That's great to hear. At this point, though, I think everybody's pretty much heard of you guys that follow the podcast. What do you think we could say to make your ad stand out for season five? Well, I think we've been working really hard on customer service, making sure that our team and everyone knows all the technical things they need to know to make sure we get uh, the best and quickest service to both homeowners and dealers. Um, We've also been putting a lot of stuff out there to improve product knowledge so that customers know how to, or so dealers and technicians can know how to troubleshoot or know, you know, what all our operators are capable of, because there's a lot of stuff, even stuff that's not in the manual. And um, we're continually improving the product. We've had a couple of new software releases in the last year. Um, We're continually adding additional accessories, and we've got some even new operators in the pipeline that we're excited about. So you guys got a lot going on. That is great. Am I allowed to talk about how awesome you guys have been through all the shortages and price increases? You guys have been like steady Eddie. Like you didn't skip a beat, no quality issues to my knowledge or anything. Well, summer is a German company. You know, we, we do things slowly, but we're, we try to do them well. That is super true. 
you guys have a great team, and I am so thankful and proud to have you guys as a sponsor of Torsion Talk. Hey, Torsion Talk family, if you haven't tried Somer yet, I challenge you to reach out and start a conversation today. Not only is the product great, but Roman and his team are super knowledgeable. I can call him and troubleshoot or just ask advice because he's been in my shoes. If you're ready to chat with the team at Somer, call 877-766-6607. Bifolding overhead doors are simply cool. Therefore, if you install one, you too are cool. All kidding aside, Swice makes the best bifold door on the market. So when you have an opportunity to sell a bifold, check them out first. As a matter of fact, bifold security doors are hot right now. If you check out their website, bifold.com, you can see hundreds of ideas on how businesses are using bifold doors. They have tons of photos on their website. They've supplied doors, bifold doors, for restaurants, basketball stadiums like Golden One Center in Sacramento, retail stores, and even spectacular homes. These doors are a game changer and a statement piece. If you want a project that will draw attention, sell Schweiss door. Tell them Ryan with Torch Talk Podcast sent you. Visit bifold.com. That's B-I-F-O-L-D.com. You can get rid of all that. Plus, it's also everybody's measuring at the freaking dock. You got uh, all, everybody else's employees. How much you making over there, bro? You don't need that. You don't need that. Everybody's lying. Everybody's lying. Oh, I'm making freaking four grand a week, man. Yeah. Okay. Sure you are. I hear you. Get your guys out of that environment. In the distribution centers, they don't need to be sitting there waiting on doors for 45 minutes to two hours either. That's stupid. Your best bet is getting a place where you can stock doors or or at least store the doors that you've sold. Have them shipped directly to you. Another idea that I had, I mentioned this probably uh, a couple months ago, something that we've been working on more is selling wood doors. I can get wood doors right now on like five, six weeks turnaround time. For those of you guys who are selling low and want to be cheap, check out the rail and style doors. You guys remember those, you old school folks remember those if you guys listen. Going back to the old school. Now it's your time to sell because you guys are familiar with those. It's basically a wood raised panel door. It's your time to shine. If you're old school and you sold those things back in the day, you know them. You know everything about them. You can sell them. They're affordable. They're beautiful. Probably not going in any like, you know, HOA uh, neighborhoods. Where, where that's an issue, but everywhere else, I feel like it's a good idea. You can paint them white. You can stain them. You got different wood species. I think it's great. I think it's great. I'm about to stock some. So how do we organize dealers who want to be heard? I, I, I really really would love to see IDA. IDA. By the way, you listen to Torch Talk Podcast, number one and biggest podcast in the garage door industry. 
with the most downloads, the most listeners, <laughs> the best following. Can I get a hand clap? Woo woo. I'm just kidding. All right. Anyway, not really. Uh, I don't really see IDA being a good middleman here because they they are influenced by the manufacturers. They got people on the board. They got donators from the manufacturers. Like, I, I truly believe manufacturers will put their money anywhere, but they won't say anything. They are so scared. They are so scared. I've never seen door company, like any business that is so scared to speak in public. Like, unbelievably scared, y'all. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's like, uh, it's like, I feel like it's like Biden going off script and I'm having to apologize because, you know, he's going to get in trouble. <laughs> I mean, this is freaking ridiculous that, that our manufacturers don't have a voice. And the only thing we ever hear from them at the top is an email. I think there's a true lack of leadership in our industry at the top on the manufacturer side. I mean, we do have, let me, let me just tell you, we got some great leaders in positions, but they're not stepping out for the betterment of the, the industry. There's a few, there's a few. We had, we had um, Rankin from uh, Service Spring. We had Paul from Haas. Look, those two guys, I'm sure they took their shots from some of the manufacturers, giving them a hard time for coming on the show. Maybe, I don't know. But let me tell you something. When I reached out to a lot of these people to try to get them to talk to me, I got the plague, y'all. You would think that I was trying to give them COVID through email. A bunch of hell knows. They don't want anything to do with it. They're so scared at what they might say. Or maybe they don't know what to say. I don't know, but dealers who want to be heard, hit me up. I got invited to a group. Um, I, I, I'm trying to take all the complaining, turn it into action, and organize a committee of some of the most influential dealers in the country. If you consider yourself an influential dealer, what's an influential dealer? Somebody who probably spends a crap ton of money on doors you would be considered an influential dealer. I'm not trying to bring division. I'm trying to bring unity because right now we got division. Right now we have a lack of answers. Right now we have a lack of quality. Right now we got a lot of complaining. I'm just trying to get some people to stand up and do something about it. For, for like, let's help the industry out. I think some good can come from it if we create a committee. So obviously you've heard about Chamberlain Group. I got acquired by a company who's interested in connecting whole homes. It's old news, so I'm not going to go into details. But the one thing that you may or may not have heard about is how great crypto is. Yes, you heard me. I'm about to talk a little bit about crypto, y'all. Well, Tommy Mello took his first payment in uh, Bitcoin for A1 garage doors. I think that's pretty cool. So it was the first payment. Uh, we started accepting Bitcoin, uh, but we haven't had anybody pay 
Um, that was probably about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Uh, so there are different projections, I believe, for where Bitcoin could land by the end of the year. But $80,000 is my best guess. I am not a financial advisor, so don't take that any sort of way. Uh, but based on the stock to flow chart, that has been correct for as far back as I can remember. You're talking probably 10 years close to. Um, stock to flow says it's going to be at $80,000 to $100,000 by the end of the year. Hasn't been wrong really yet, period. Pretty interesting. Uh, I do also expect at which point it hits that peak for it to fall 50, 60, maybe even 70%. So if we go up to 80 and we fall back 50%, we're at 40. And that's where we're at today. We're at that 40 mark. Uh, Stock the flow guy that put that together, I think he projected that Bitcoin would be at 43,000 by the end of September. And that was when it was at like 48 when he put that out. Pretty strong and aggressive, uh, but he is right so many times. His little formula he's got going on is just working. So what about businesses using Bitcoin and placing it on their balance sheet or accepting it as payment? So if you want to accept Bitcoin as a payment, it's pretty easy. You can even set it up in Cash App. I think Venmo just rolled it out um, and you can accept Bitcoin that way. And also there are companies out there um, like I think Bybit, um, not Bybit, Bybit's an exchange. Um, I've, Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to find the company um, that we use. Anyway, I'll try to come up with it. Um, there's a company in Atlanta, BitPay. I think it's BitPay. BitPay. They're in Atlanta. I met I met some of those guys at a blockchain conference back in like 2017. Um and they'll take your uh, cryptocurrency payment from a customer and then convert it into cash, but they lock in the price. Uh, so you don't have to worry about the inflation or deflation of the, the currency that you accept. Um, so that's something to check into if you're interested. Um, anyway, uh, a lot of the biggest and best companies in the world are investing in Bitcoin right now and other cryptocurrencies. Um, if you have money sitting in a savings account, gaining your less than 1% interest, this may be something that you want to take a look at. I mean, quite frankly, yes, there are tons of ups and downs in cryptocurrency, but overall, if you like scroll out and look at it from the beginning to now, it is definitely in an uptrend and it just continues. So if you take your averages to take all your high highs and your low lows out and take your average, you are on a steady climb in the up direction. So definitely something to take consideration. Um, I started putting money in a little bit every month. Um, you can do it on a bunch of different platforms. You got Coinbase. You have um, Venmo, I think, does it. You have a Cash App. You got, I think PayPal is now accepts it uh, or is, uh, allows you to buy it. And you don't have to buy a whole coin. Like a lot of people, when I try to tell them to invest, I'll go around and I'll deposit $20 cash app into some of my employees' accounts and I'll tell them to buy Bitcoin with it. Um, and I tell them to watch it. I say, look, watch it. Check it every week. It's going to go down a little bit. It's going to go up a little bit, but you're going to learn. And uh, I do think that it's important that you guys uh, at least 
familiarize yourself with it. Um, and you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to just throw a couple bucks in there every week. Um, and, uh, and learn for yourself. I think it's really good. Um, there's also things called NFTs. I don't know if you guys are familiar with these, but they're non-fungible tokens. And uh, I don't know how they'll integrate into our industry, but I could be working on something here. Anyway, something to consider, uh, NFTs are growing and expanding quickly. Um, and it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, but NFTs are basically like a smart contract, non-fungible token. So you're getting a digital asset in exchange for a certain price. And you can build in um, certain things into that, like uh, things that trigger based on action. Um, but what's really exciting about smart contracts, uh, which is the backbone of NFTs, is the fact that um, their, authenti uh, their authenticity and the um, inability to um, manipulate or change the terms. Um, it's, it's all uh, two parties agreeing to something, putting it in a contract. Uh, that's executed online. Um, so the only difficult part would be for us is that like we install a garage door, um, we, we would have to have probably like a mediator. Um, but I could see how smart contracts become a big deal in the garage door industry and in the construction industry as a whole uh, because of all the deposits and the ordering of products and everything else. Um, I think when I view it, I kind of think of a smart contract as being something that you can have like the construction company, their bank and the contract, the subcontractors all be a part of, and all the money can be held in like an escrow automatically. And then once you're done with your portion or the product arrives, you can take a picture and upload it. Everybody approves that that is actually the photo of the product that needs to be there. A certain percentage that was predetermined gets uh, forwarded over to your checking account and, you know, you can have different stages of things that happen like that, but it's all digital and it can't be changed once it's agreed upon. Um, and so that may be some issues with some change orders and stuff, but uh, I think NFTs and smart contracts are definitely going to find their way into the construction industry. And um, I think it'll be a good thing. So that's all my tech nerd stuff that I thought I would share with you guys. I hope you enjoyed. Um, if you guys are interested in joining GDU, check out garageroyu.com. Um, check out Tommy Mello's event that's coming up here in November. Um, and and we are um, actually my GDU group. We're planning an event where you guys can come in um, and hang out here in Atlanta. You guys will get a tour of our facility, um, hang out with some of our staff. And, um, and then we're going to do some fun stuff and uh, have some little time together. Uh, where we're going to work on getting better. Um, anyway, uh, if you are interested in that, hit me up, gd uh, garagedooru.com. And then um, there are some whispers around our office that everybody would love to go through the trouble of another virtual door dealer conference. Um, and so there may or may not be a VDDC in planning, uh, but something that I wanted to just plant the seed out there for you guys. I am super excited. I think that I am down to do it, but I don't know when yet. So we haven't set a date. I don't know how soon it'll be. It may be um, next year, maybe 2023. I don't know. Uh, I only want to do it if there's a need for it. I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I just want to try to make the industry better. And if I can do that by uh, doing a virtual door dealer conference next year, we may do that. Hope you guys are staying safe, stay profitable. And make sure that you're challenging yourself every single day. Hope you guys are great. Talk to you later.